0: We remain standing. Open your Bibles, please, to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter number 11, please. Matthew chapter number 11. I'll read out loud if you'll follow along with me silently. We'll read this together and then uh, we'll go on from there. Matthew chapter number 11 starting in verse number 28. Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Our text verse would be verse number twenty-nine. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the Bible. Thank you, dear Lord. I it's just hard to believe how those that even profess Christ, how confused we are getting. When we have your word to reference constantly as a foundation, as the only truth there really is. And yet we, I guess, make stuff up and, and suppose and I think and uh, boy is it adding to confusion. Which is what the devil loves to do. He is the author of confusion. You are not. So Father, I pray that in this area which a lot of our folks are facing that I will be of some help to them. Please bless this morning, not for my sake, but for Christ's sake in the gospel. Please, dear Lord, help us in this area that we might be stronger in Christ, more assured of our relationship with Him and why. Please bless in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Matthew chapter 11, verse number 29, take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest unto your souls. When I had first gotten saved, I was led to believe that if I get saved, give my life to Christ, that all of my burdens would be taken away. And people would tell you that, things like that. And uh, all my troubles, my heartaches, my, my burdens, when I receive Christ as Savior, all of that, he'll take all of that away. I believe that people mean well when they make those kinds of statements. Like people who say, in order to stay saved, you have to live a certain way. In order to get to heaven, now that you are saved, you have to live a certain way. Now, all that sounds good. There's only one big problem with that. Neither one of those are Bible. You have to understand, first of all, you cannot live right to get to heaven. You cannot live good enough to stay saved. It's the grace of God. Okay? It's not of works, lest any man should boast. Secondly, nowhere in God's Word does it teach or infer that when you got saved, that God promised to take away all of your burdens does not say that anywhere in the Bible. Doesn't even allude to that. Many people say that Christ will take away your burdens when you come to Him for salvation. Now, don't get things mixed up. When you come to Him to be saved, that all your burdens will be taken away at that time. Now, the truth is, that didn't happen. If you're sitting here today, you're not sure if you should say yes or no, uh, but you have burdens still. Okay, survey says, how many of you to this day, right now, still have burdens you have to face and or have had burdens you had to face. Every hand in here should go up. Okay. Out of those of you that raised your hand, how many of you are saved? Whoa. Same people. (laughs) Evidently then, when you got saved, God didn't take all your burdens away. You, you just testified to that, okay? Please understand here. What actually happened when you asked Jesus to save you and to forgive you as your Savior? The guilt of sin was taken away. That was taken away. The burdens, certain burdens of judgment are gone. The Bible says there is now therefore no condemnation, talking about judgment, to them that are in Christ Jesus. Now that is gone. And the more you learn of Him, the more you're assured of that all the time. The fear of facing hell is gone. Even people who believe you don't live right, you could miss heaven. They actually don't believe they couldn't go to hell. Yeah. Now you could, but they can't. It's, I grew up that way. So anyway, not grew up that way. When I went to church, first got saved, it's the kind of church I went to. But the truth is, you still have... Look, you got saved, and here's the truth. Fellas, look at me very carefully. You got saved, and you still have the same mother-in-law. That burden didn't go away. Amen. And you're just going to have to bear that one all by yourself. I just proved my point, didn't I? Except all the mother-in-law's gone. What do you mean by that? We often sing, roll away, roll away, all my burdens were rolled away. Every burden of my heart was rolled away. Rolled away, rolled away, all the burdens of my heart rolled away. Now, we just admitted though, when I got saved, that didn't happen. Therefore, we have a problem. Either somebody's misleading us, or we were hoping for the best, and that did not happen at all. So apparently, you went to Jesus, but you did not leave your burdens with Him. What else could it be? If when I get saved, my burdens are actually taken away by Jesus, we just admitted I am saved, and I still have burdens. So therefore, did we actually give Him all of our burdens? When a person gets saved, God does not take away all your burdens. Now, whether somebody taught you that or told you that, it's a, and it's amazing to me, the scriptures that they use to prove that or teach that or preach that actually doesn't even come close to teaching that or saying that. Yeah, right. yeah. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. Let, let, me, let me, I'll talk about this church, okay? In this church, There are real good soul winners, witnesses for Christ that carry tremendous burdens. So it's not like you have burdens being saved because you're living a terrible life of sin. No, there are very, very good people living for Christ, believing in Christ, and carrying tremendous sins. There are women whose husbands walked out on them, and now they have to bear that entire burden, everything that comes along with that, By themselves. Good Christian women. Good Christian women. And yet they have to face this all by themselves. There are people in here, in their bodies, as we're speaking right now, have cancer. Liver disease. Kidney disease. All kinds of problems inside of them. And it's not going to go away. They're saved. They're born again Christians. And they have to live with that every day of their life. There are people in here. Some in here have lost jobs. You cannot afford where you're living. You cannot go somewhere else. There's no place for you to go. These are burdens. So apparently when one comes to Jesus Christ, whoever told you he'd take all your burdens away, it didn't happen. I've been saved a long time. I still carry a lot of burdens. I really do. I believe that you do also. But in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30, it does not imply or teach that when you get saved, Jesus will take all your burdens away. And I think this throws the young Christian, especially if you've been told that. Yeah. Yeah. My, they said I'd get saved all my burdens go away, but what's going on? And, and it confuses you. And the reason it ought to confuse you is because it's not true. Yeah. Let, me, yeah. let me explain. Look in Matthew chapter 11, verse number 28 one more time. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Okay, you have burdens. That's that's what a a bill of lading in a a truck, it's the weight. It's, It's what they're carrying and how much it weighs. You put that on a truck. And what happened? And I will give you rest. Okay, he didn't say anything about taking away. He said, I'll give you rest. We assume what that means is take it all away. Hold on. Look at verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find, there it is again, rest unto your souls. He didn't say anything about taking your burdens away. Because every one of us just testified, and it's biblical also, I still have lots of burdens. I am genuinely saved, honestly, I really am. And yet I have burdens sometimes that I think I just, I'm not sure if I can keep taking this. You're the same way. Nowhere in this verse does it teach or imply that when you asked Jesus and you repented and asked Him to be your Savior and accepted Him into your life, you gave Him your sins that He said, now that you've given me your sins, I'll take away all your burden. He didn't do that. He did not do that. It does say, I'll give you rest. It does say that. It says it right in the Bible. But nothing about rolling your burdens away. Now you can read into the verse that it says that, it infers that, but that's not what it says at all. Well, right. It's not biblical. In verse 29, it says nothing about rolling your burdens away. In verse number 30, it says nothing about rolling your burdens but it does talk about rest and a yoke. It does talk about that. Now folks, here, here's the reason we don't just come and shout and have a good time. Yeah, right, yeah. Because that's not what's going to keep you when you're facing... Yeah the world the flesh and the devil no place in the bible does it say sing a good song and the world the flesh and the devil will run from you doesn't say that at all but somehow we believe that's what church service is all about is music it's not oh by the way our piano player has been out for like three or four weeks something like that right Huh? she's been out for a year or two Um, that's what happens when you have a lot of kids. This one gets sick. Oh, he's feeling better. Now the other one's sick. Oh, he's feeling better. Now the other one's sick. So you never really get back to church. And so we find out here. But watch what it says. In verse 29, 30, it says nothing about lifting your burdens, but it does talk something about giving you a yoke. Now, wait a minute. I have enough burdens. What in the world do I need a yoke for? Listen very carefully. People that are saved, we have mothers in here and many that I've known over the decades. Raising children all by yourself because some man decided he wanted to go a-whoring in the world and he couldn't take the pressure. So he's going to leave you with the children, the bills, the house, the food, the problems of life because he couldn't take it. Now you have to carry all those burdens. There are people in here with irreversible illnesses. No place in the Bible does the Bible said, I want everybody to be healed and healthy. You need to quit listening to goofy evangelists and preachers on TV. It sounds good and I know that's what we want. Again, there's a big problem with that. There's no Bible for that kind of teaching. There are people in here that live in a very unsafe area of town. And your burden and worry is constantly about your children and your family. I understand. Don't let it get too cool in here. I understand that. There are those of you that are unemployed or maybe you can't find a job right now because Bidenomics is... Did I just say that? <laughs> <laughs> Has put you in a hole. Yep. Yeah. All right. I didn't vote for the guy. Don't let TV evangelists try to tell you that if you were living right and give them more money, yeah. all your burdens will be rolled away. Right. Even Jesus didn't promise that. Right. But that's what they'll tell you. You have to understand in life... In this life, many, many, many ways when you get saved are much better. I'm not trying to make it sound all gloom and doom, but let's, we got to face some reality in this whole thing called Christianity. Please understand, since I've been saved, so many wonderful things have come into my life. So many wonderful people have come in my life. So many great things I've been able to be a part of in my, since I got saved. Not before I got saved, since I got saved. All of that is absolutely true. While I'm doing and going through all of this, I have tremendous burdens that I have to bear, but Jesus did not promise to take my burdens away, even if I'm living for Him. He didn't promise that. I got saved, He didn't promise it. Living for Him, He didn't promise that. Now, there are some things that you did before you got saved, they're no longer in your life. Those things are gone. There are other things that have come into your life since you've been saved. Burdens, heartaches, trials, troubles, tribulation, heartaches... They came in. So, this thing about if you get saved, all your burdens will go away. Somebody please explain that to me because there's not a person in the world that can honestly say that's absolutely true. Don't get mad at God because you came to Him for salvation because somebody told you if you get saved, He'll take your burden away, and it didn't. So, you get mad at God. God didn't make the promise, somebody else did that. Don't quit church and walk out on God because all your troubles and pains and burdens did not disappear. See, this is what we're hoping. We're like little children that we don't want any hurt, any problems, any struggles. We serve an almighty God. You magically take it go away so I can have fun. I can, I can play and run. So I can be happy all the time. So what he did promise you though is rest and a yoke. Rest and a yoke. So what is a yoke? It's not the yellow in an egg. It's not a silly joke somebody tried to tell you. So the yoke is on you. Get it? Uh (laughs) A yoke is not a rope, though I've seen people lead animals with one of those. It's not a wire. It's not some kind of something that would would hurt an, an, an animal. If that were the case, it would be like having, when I was in Vietnam, I have water buffalo over there, <clears throat> and they're huge animals, big animals. And these little little girl sons, boy sons, little bitty skinny people. Um, sorry if you're from there, that's where they are. They, they don't have all the food Americans have, and we're starving. Um, and they, they would take these, they're called a goad. We, we think it's just a switch, but it's a goad, okay? And it's meant to, to jab or, or whack with. These great big lumbering animals just walking like that, they would just hit up along the side like that and they'd turn. I thought, that was amazing. you got this little skinny girl on, and she's got this little stick in her hand and she'd just slap it like that and this big old thing would just turn. Or they would ride up on its shoulders and hit it on one side or the other, and it just turned again. I always found that amazing to me. To this day, I find that amazing. But what is a yoke here? If you just had a chain or a, or a, or a, or a wire or some kind of rope, and you tied it to its tail, that isn't going to help a whole lot. First of all, it would be real hard to pull a load with your tail. With, not your tail. You, you can come from monkeys, okay. And so it would be real hard to do. Even if you took the wire or chain and put it around its shoulders or its neck, that would still be hard that would be actually like adding to your problems if you simply had something like, even though it goes around your chest and shoulders, a yoke does, even if you had, but if it was a chain or a wire or something like that, it seemed to me like it would be adding to your problems and not helping you with your problems. So what should be done? Do you understand, uh, city folks, do you understand what a, what a yoke is? Do you, do you know what a yoke is? Okay, you can have a single yoke, but that's not the kind you're talking about here, and I'll tell you why here in a moment. It's a yoke is a, actually, you'll see them. A lot of them are, in Vietnam, they were just wooden. And, but you'd find they're so smooth. Why? They're not, they're not put on there to add problems to the one bearing the burden. So they would smooth the wood out and put it over top. Or some of them would actually be padded. They would take uh, some kind of cloth or some kind of padding or leather and put underneath of there so that it would make it easier and lighter to bear. Are you following me? And then you would have two. And that's where the Bible said that not to be unequally yoked. Okay, So you have this yoke and if you put a water buffalo over here and a donkey over here, that's unequally yoked. You follow me? Okay, so God's talking about a yoke here. He said, I want you to take my yoke. I want you to learn of me. I want you to take my yoke. He says nothing about bearing your burden and taking that away. We have put on, if you would, like a harness on them. What Jesus is saying in chapter number 11, verse 28 through 30, you're going to have burdens. I'm not he doesn't say I'm not taking them away, but he didn't take them away. When you come to Jesus for salvation, that's what you came for. Sins forgiven. That wasn't to take away your burden. So now what we have here, I'm going to take away your burden. You'll just have to carry some of those. You're going to be laden with burdens. You said, well that doesn't sound very nice. We're not done with the story. Everyone has a load of some kind. Everybody in here, I don't care how young you are, how old you are, everybody is carrying some kind of a burden, a load, if you would. Everybody does. Everybody does. But he said, you come to me. You come to me and take my yoke. You put it on. You learn of me and it will be easier and it will be lighter. He did not promise to take it away. Are you listening to me? It'll be easier. It says so right there. Look what he says. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly, and you shall find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What God puts upon you, you can handle. You can handle that. Life for a Christian is not less burdensome or free from problems because you got saved. We all know this. We, We don't always say it because we're not a very good Christian if we admit the truth. We have troubles, we get sick, we face death, we have bills, burdens, all these different things. They did not magically go away at salvation. I don't care how young or how old. Folks, I've been saved almost 53 years. I still have burdens in my life. I really do love the Lord and I'm really trying to serve Him and I still have these problems in my life. But for the child of God, I'm not talking to you that do not know Jesus. See, it's it's His yoke. I have to be with Him. I have to know Him. So once I get saved, I start carrying these burdens. And he said, look, I can help you with that. How are you going to help me with that? You need to take my yoke. It'll make things easier and lighter. My yoke will. So that's what I need to do. So what what happens? Here's this. The child of God, if he will obey the instruction and take upon him, if you would, this padded double yoke that God offers to him, it makes the same burdens lighter and easier to carry. didn't take them away. Make them lighter and easier to handle to make bearable understand you are not putting and you're not carrying a lot of the things you did before you got saved yeah. and you shouldn't be yeah. but you will be carrying burdens yeah. you will be and that really throws us sometimes because it just doesn't make sense but wait a minute that's not all he said it'd make it easier and lighter but wait a minute that's not watch what else he says Now there is someone on the other side of that yoke to pull with you. Wait a minute. My yoke. Now there's someone on that side of the yoke helping you pull the load in that, if you would harness. Not only did he provide a yoke to help you with the load, but now he said, I will get in there with you to carry the load. Well, that ought to make it easier and lighter. Scripture is true. He did not say, I'm going to pile on top of you stuff that eventually you have no choice but to fall under the load. You do that because you've decided to carry life by yourself. Saved. Saved. A lot of saved people try to manage life by themselves. When God said, no, what you need to do is take my yoke upon you. He's not going to force it upon you. He's not tying you to the ground and putting your yoke on you. Go, now, isn't that easier? No, because we would rebel. But he offers us to carry our burdens and to be in it with us. And says, I'll tell you the outcome of this. It'll be easier and lighter for you when you put on my yoke. So when you get saved, he said, learn of me. How does God work with us? Well, I think, stop thinking. Use your Bible. Because a lot of the things you think about may not be Bible at all. That's why Jesus said it's easier. Why? Because he's under there with us now. Now, again, here's our fantasy childlike thinking. Why doesn't he just take it all away? Because he never says he was going to. Right. We're like a child. Can't you just make it all go away? Foolish is the father or mother that will keep doing that for a child. Yeah. 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 You don't want to do that at all. Now, watch here very carefully. Education yoke does not work. Have as much education as you want. Right life's going to bear down on you and bury you in the dirt. That does not work. The positive thinking yoke does not work. The religious do-good charity for others does not work. But God promises you, if you will take upon you His yoke, it'll be easier and like What'll be easier and lighter? The yoke? No, no, no. Your burden. Yeah. He's not talking about the yoke being lighter, the yoke being easier. He's talking about you bearing your burdens You put my yoke upon you. I'm coming alongside of you. So not only is this going to be easier for you, it's easier for you because I'm in there with you. But a lot of Christians are not allowing him to do this. Jesus will not only be pulling for you, he will be pulling with you. If you take his yoke upon you. You come to this altar with burdens and troubles and heartaches and circumstances facing you. When you get up, you walk away, with most of the burdens you had when you came to get saved. Think back. Jesus will be walking away with you. That's a fact. You get saved, He'll never leave you, never forsake you. That's never in question again. Jesus will go back to that empty house with you. Yes, He will. You don't have to go back there alone anymore. He will go back there with you. Jesus will go back and help you face those bills. Yes, He will. But they're not magically going to disappear. That is a burden you have to learn to carry. But Jesus said, look, you're not in this by yourself anymore. Sinner, you are. What's working for me? What's the next word? Now. Life can get awful heavy, awful burdensome. Jesus will go back with you to that public school. You don't have to go back there by yourself. You don't have to face that by yourself. People caving in. It's like I told you, my my, uh, brother Cox and that boy in his church blew his brains out over a girl. Are you kidding me? Over a girl? Come from a very nice family. Mom and dad just built a new house about a year before that. Members in church, bus workers. I mean, right on down the line but he allowed a burden in his life without letting God come in on that burden and helping him, and it got to be too great. I'm talking about people in church. I'm talking about born-again Christians can't handle the problem. Jesus will go with you and help you overcome drugs. Look, I've had it clear up to here with programs to help people that say Jesus is the answer. Then what are we going through a 12-step program for if Jesus is the answer? Don't look at me like that. There was a demon man in the Bible loaded full of demons that as soon as he met, Jesus was in his right mind. Boom, just like that. Woman at the well, sleeping around with men all the time. Go and sin no more. Just like that. There are people now who are trying to become good and religious and stop doing bad. That's not salvation. Nothing will really change. Same thing with your drinking, your gambling, your pornography, your gangs, your depression. Depression. Depression is a state of mind that can cause, don't look at me like some of you, you're, you're so, there's something wrong with a person that knows all the chemical names of all the medicines they take. But you know what's in that? I, have no, I don't even know how to pronounce the name. What are you talking about what's in it? Well, it really has this and this, and doctors found out this, this, and this. And I'm thinking to myself, how do you, you're taking a lot of medicine. I just hit your play toy didn't I? I'm sorry Now, Jesus did not save you and take away your burden neither did he just save you and leave you to struggle on your own he didn't do that either he said I have a yoke we'll do this together I'm not taking away your burden but just think if you take my yoke I'll get under there with you think of how much lighter and easier bearing this will be for you this is the promise that He makes. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 3, 9, For we are laborers together with God. Laborers together. Right. He's not going to do it all and you can't do it all. But we can do it together. Amen. Labor means work. He didn't say when we're together you don't have to work, you don't have to burn, you don't all magically go. He doesn't say that anywhere. I don't care whose church you go to. Yeah, amen. But the question... It's what is this helpful yoke? What, what exactly are you talking about, preacher? You keep saying, God says, take my yoke, take my yoke, take my yoke. Makes things easier, makes things lighter. You'll learn of me, everything will be great. What is this yoke? Ready? Number one, in case you're taking notes. Or if you're memorizing everything, that'd be great. Number one, he gives the Holy Spirit inside of you, inside your body. The Holy Spirit does not float around through the world making things happen. He gave you the Holy Spirit and He indwells the believer. So you have the Holy Ghost of God inside of you. Well, He'll do His work in the world. Guess how He does that? Through people. Born again Christians. But our dear charismatic friends that don't know much about the Bible anymore. By the way, a lot of them used to be called holiness. You know what I they believe in complete separation from everything that's in the world. Holy. Boy, have they changed. So, Christians, when we, when we came to Christ, we were in sin, burdened, pulling all of this, if you would, with a wire or a chain or, a, or, or, or some, some, some kind of a, of, of, of a rope. And it was just us. It's no wonder life wasn't working real well. The more... Burden we took on, the heavier the load got Mm -hmm. until we just, best day of your life, broke and cried out to the Lord. You cried out to Him for salvation. But He didn't say anything about taking your burden away. Doesn't say that in the Bible anywhere. So Jesus, in all that, Jesus, the yoke is the Holy Ghost of God. Listen very carefully. I'm not charismatic. Listen to me carefully. The Bible said that He will lead you and guide you in all ways of truth and righteousness. The Bible calls him the comforter. The comforter. So now, let me get this right. I've got all that. He teaches me. He empowers me. He strengthens me. He helps me to do what is right if I just yield to him. If I give way to him, he will help me through this life and what I have to do. He didn't say he would take it away. He will be there like like Jesus under the yoke with me to help me carry what I have to face. So what happens here? You have a helper, my Christian friend. You have someone that's, if you would, right beside you, right in you, that wants to help you, wants to lead, wants to guide, wants to comfort, wants to explain the truth. He's the author of the book. He can empower you. He can have... Everybody else has let you down. He will never leave you, never forsake you. You have Christ with you via the Holy Spirit of God. We're so wanting we're to so see miracles and tongues and knowledge. and When there's a yoke here. Why do I need all that? When I was a child, I spake like a child. I acted as a child. But now that i become a man, I put childish things aside. When that which is fulfilled has come, that which is in part will be taken away. I just quoted to you scriptures out of 1 Corinthians, talking about tongues and healing and word of knowledge. I have the word of knowledge. I don't need words of knowledge. I don't need prophecy. I have God's entire word now. So what happens here is this. You will never be alone again. Doesn't that bring comfort? People commit suicide because they're lonely. People run off from home because they feel as though I'm lonely. So Christ isn't real to you. Holy Spirit's not real to you. His Word's not real to you. Church is not real to you. Yeah, you're bearing it all on. As a Christian, you will not take His yoke, so you're facing it all by yourself. The Holy Spirit, by God, is given to you freely as soon as you get saved. You do not have to pray for Him You do not have to beg to be filled. Well, to be filled you do. Do you understand the in-between indwelling and filling of the Holy Spirit? Most people people don't. So, He gave you the Holy Spirit of God inside of you. He'll never leave you, never forsake you. He will guide and lead you. Comfort. One of His his names is Comforter. Comforter. Isn't that comforting? I have a comforter. I don't even have to ask, can you show up today? He's never going to leave me. Boy, that ought to make things a little easier, Right? I'm not facing anything on my own anymore. You do know what he comforts with. You're looking for this amazing feeling. No, you have an amazing person that has the truth. Mm -hmm. We tend to walk with God by feeling more than we do by faith. You don't walk by feelings are amazing. I love to feel good, don't you? Amen. Right? Dance in the Spirit. Right? I'd rather have God's truth on it. I'd rather have His word on it. Because heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall never pass away. If there's anything, I can't always depend upon my feelings. I get up some mornings, I don't like any of you. Other mornings I get up, I love everybody no matter what they do. Well, you better be glad I don't go by my feelings. But I like feelings. When feelings line up with the Bible, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. When they don't, my feelings are misleading. Right. So, number two. What, what are we talking about this yoke here? Ready? God gives us his word. Talking about the Bible. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Ready? Not this. Oh, God, show me a word. No. Where do you get that from? <laughs> Joe Olstein. <Well>, yeah. <laughs> I think his wife is Mrs. Holstein. I, I mean Mrs. Olstein. was mm-hmm. oh, Hol- it Olstein? Well, he's Holstein. I figured she was Holstein. I didn't know. <laughs> the Bible is a yoke. Now, hold on. Hold on. Sinner comes to Christ alone before God, and that's the way he comes. Is that true? Yes. Church may have been packed, but he comes to Christ, just him and Christ. So he comes alone. He gets up from praying. Does he still have burdens? Yes, he does. Okay. Follow my thinking here for a minute. Does he go away alone? No. He has now the Holy Ghost of God to go with him. You know, look, you didn't even ask. Okay, in charismatic church, we were singing one time in a church a long time ago, and uh, this teenage boy came to the altar. Uh, true story. Uh, came to the altar, and uh, the whole church came up. Everybody speaking in tongues, and it's weird, just weird. And so we're all standing there like, okay, what do I do? The preacher looked up, had his arm on the kid, looked up at, at any moment. He's going to start speaking in tongues. You just watch. He didn't mention one thing about salvation. Didn't mention one thing about his sins being forgiven. Didn't mention one thing about the blood of Christ. Didn't mention one thing about Jesus. What they were concerned about was him speaking in tongues. So then they say this. I'm saved, but I haven't received the Holy Ghost yet. I hate to break the news to you. The Bible says, I hate to bring up the Bible, but we are in church. The Bible said, without the Spirit of God, you're none of His. So if you think you're saved and you haven't received the Holy Spirit, either you got some real bad teaching that you believe or you're not saved to begin with. Right. So what else does he have that will help him with life's burdens? What am I trying always to teach and get you to read? A Bible! Amen. The Bible has the words, the answers to problems. Amen. Burden lifter. Amen. That's what the Bible does. The Bible has the answers to problems. Put it on. Would you just put it on, please? Just put the yoke on. It comforts with truth and promises. Put it on. Put on the yoke. It reassures us constantly, doesn't it? You know why? It never changes. So no matter how you live, God said, still love you. No matter how you live, God, God straighten you out on that one. Yeah. No matter how you live, hope you're saved forever. God reassures us with truth. Put that on. Yeah. God gave us the word of God. God's word gives you all of these things. This life down here, this world of troubles and heartaches and burdens and all of this, much is easier. It's so much easier to carry when you know the truth. Yeah. Put it on. Mm-hmm. Right now. Some of you don't even know where your Bible is. Come on. We're not asking you every Sunday night. You're reading your Bible. Yeah. Are you reading your Bible? Well, well. You know, it's easier to read and study the Bible than it is to pray. Yeah. Yes, sir. Right. This is what really gets quiet. Yeah. Except for hypocrites that amen because they're supposed to. Anyway. Yeah. That's why there's such a fight and all the excuse making on why I didn't pray today. Because the world, the flesh, and the devil, they don't want you praying. A lot of people get in the habit of studying, reading their Bible. But when it comes time for serious prayer and talking to God, we talk a lot about it. That also is part of lifting that burden. Not going to go away, but it will help you lift that. So let me ask you a question. Here we are. What is this yoke? Number three, ready? I like this one real well. This is one also that is, all, by the way, all these are under attack. Misrepresenting the Holy Ghost, that's under attack. The, the, the Having the Word of God, that's always been under attack since the Garden of Eden. And then this one here too. He gives us this thing to help us with this burden, this yoke that he gives us, his yoke. He gives you the local church. He gives you the local church. Illustrate. You're lost, sinful, empty, needy, burdened sinner. You repent, you come to Christ. When you do that, are you alone? It's just Him and you. Yes, that's your answer. You repent and receive Christ as Savior. He forgives you of your sins. Do you still have burdens? Yes, you absolutely do. When you get up from there, do you go away alone? No, you do not. You have the Holy Ghost of God. Whether you ask for Him or not... God gives you that gift, that down payment of the Holy Ghost. He gives that to you. So you do not walk away by yourself. What else did God give you to help you in everyday bearing life? Here, right here. The Word of God. The Word of God is a part of that also. What else did He provide for you? You ready for this? Not the invisible, we're all a part of the church of God. I would like for somebody to show me how that's going to comfort you. Come on. The local church. The Bible says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together amen. and the much more as you see the day approach. Yes, amen. We are supposed to be together more. Why would God say that? Because we think church has become the burden. Church is not a burden. It's a yoke to help you carry burden. Amen. That's what church does. Amen. That's what church is supposed to be for. So what happens here? The local church. A, the saved sinner no longer must bear his burden by himself. I love coming to church. Yeah, amen. I really do. Amen. It's not a burden to me to come here. It's a burden lifter. Amen. Man, I come here. I, I just... Think about this. Especially on Sunday night, because Sunday morning you still sleep. <laughs> After all day in church... By the end of Sunday night church service, you're starting to feel pretty good. Yeah, man. So, Man, I'm, I'm glad I went to church today. Right? You think to yourself, that lady was awful nice. Well, we shook hands, talked for a while. Huh. Kind of lifted your burden a little bit, did it? Yeah. Well, then we sing songs, right? We didn't sway to the music. We sing songs. We don't, we don't dance. We sing songs. Okay. And so that's what we did, right? So at the end of Sunday night, you're thinking to yourself, Okay, back out in the world, but I, I'll be okay. What? Just by going to church? Yeah, it's part of the yoke. God gave you His stuff yeah, to help you. This is why you have to come into His presence, yeah, into those amen. gates, right. and into this place yeah, with thanksgiving and praise on your lips amen. to God. Quit oh, yeah. waiting for Him to magically oh, make oh, you oh, rejoice, oh, magically make you amen, magically make you feel good. He left it up to you, He said, Here's my yoke. Yeah, yeah. I gave you the Holy Spirit. I gave you church. I gave you the Word of God. If you don't put that on, you're not learning of me and you're going to bear things as a Christian all by yourself. That's why there's the big push of, I don't need to go to church all the time. They're bearing it by themselves. I don't don't have to read the Bible. The preacher does that for me. You're bearing it by yourself. You ever see moms with little kids? I don't know why I keep bringing this up, but they do it all the time. They, like a bird, chew up the food before they give it to the baby. You It's weird. You ever seen that? You get a little Gerber or whatever you do there, okay, and you take a spoon and you get out some and it's, it's, it's just stacked, right? So the mom goes, oh, yes, you do too. Don't you tell me that. And then you put it in the baby's mouth. Now, before you think that's real weird, that's what a lot of animals do. Well, not animals, but anyway, that's what happens, Right? You're supposed to get Bible for yourself. I don't mind teaching you. And by the way, that's the way it's supposed to work. You study, I study, we bring it together. So what have we been taught? I'll wait for the preacher to teach me. You're missing out on a lot. And if you say, I don't need a preacher, you're still missing out on a lot. God wanted those two to join together. It's like a husband and a wife. That's why it doesn't work between a woman and a woman or a man and a man. Don't bow your head. We're not going anywhere. Sin is still sin. I don't care how far in the future we go. So what happens here? You, you feel better after church, yes. Don't, you don't have enough burden, and, and now all of a sudden you brought this in here, and you think, oh I hope he preaches on something that will encourage me. Not a chance. And, uh, and, and so you walk away from here, go, last week I preached a message. You call it a hard message. I don't. And uh, even people that were tuned in went like this. Man, I don't think people preach like that anymore. Why? Why? Because we're not allowed to name names. We're not allowed to name sin. We're not allowed to say, no, yes, you can't. That's against the Bible. we do not allowed to say that. If you're a nice preacher, you can't say stuff like that anymore. I'm not a nice preacher. Never claimed to be a nice preacher. You preach the Bible let the chips fall where they may. You take it up with God after you hear it. Don't, don't turn the tables on. Preacher, I'm leaving because of this. That's your choice. You, you want to carry life the rest by yourself and then explain that to Jesus Christ when you meet Him, if you're saved to begin with? That's up to you. Listen to me carefully. Church is not a burden. Church is not a burden. But it appears to be a burden to a lot of people. Oh no, we got to get up and go to church. I hate going to church. And you just keep bearing everything by yourself while you're in church. So you don't show up on Sunday night. You don't show up on Thursday night. And you've got these big holes in your life concerning God's Word, which also is supposed to lift that burden. And the Holy Spirit is trying to lead and guide. You're not letting Him. You're carrying life by yourself again. And you're saved. burden didn't go away, but now you're carrying it by yourself because you will not have His yoke on you. Church just makes life a lot easier. The right kind of Church. Man, I leave from here and I think myself, that preacher thinks he's funny, doesn't he? He really thinks he's funny. I wonder if he also thinks he's really cute. Welcome. Abigail, did you just laugh? <laughs> First of all, yes on both of those. So anyway. <laughs> I just feel better. Yeah. I enjoy being with you. Amen. I enjoy preaching the Bible. And I'll be hooked if I allow a bunch of <laughs> people Put pressure on me to where I cannot preach what I feel needs to be. I cannot. I can't do that. I, I can't do that. So, number four, what else does he give you? What is this yoke he gives you? You ready for this? You ready for this? Again, this is why. When the children of Israel were in Egypt and God said, okay, when the death angel passes over, you make sure the blood's applied, which is a uh, a, a type and shadow being saved. You need to apply it to your own house. Now, you, he said, you listen to me carefully, Moses. You tell everybody that has the blood applied. You get ready. You pack up. Because it's very nice. We need to get out of here. Yeah, right. Egypt represents the world. Look at me and listen to me. Your yeah. old worldly friends have got to go. Yeah. It's what's going to keep you in Egypt. Yeah. To where you don't read, you don't even think you're saved half the time, you don't read your Bible, you don't come to church, you don't have Christian friends. You have people you're acquainted with. Oh yeah, I know them, I know But that's not a friend. And God gave you these things. He gives you Christian friends to help you with your burden. I'll do it by myself. You don't have to. Well, I've never asked for help before. You can start. These things God gave us. So, what happened? This lost sinner comes in. He's burdened down with everything. He's empty. He needs something. He comes to Christ. Does he come alone? Yes, he comes alone. He repents of his sin. He asks Christ to be his Savior, to come in into his life. Does he leave by himself? No, he has the Holy Ghost of God. Whether you ask for him or not, God gives the Holy Ghost to you. So, he's not alone. What else did God give him? He gave him his word. My word shall be preserved to all generations. All generations. Read the book of Psalms 119. It talks about the word of God a lot. What else did God give you? He gave you a local church. Not an invisible church. I'd like to to say, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. When in the world is that going to happen with the invisible church? If we're all a part of the church, when is that going to happen? It says forsake not the assembling. Well, we're all a part of the church of God. Not now we're not. No, we're not. I can show you in, in, in the first Corinthians was talking about tongues and healing and stuff like that. He said, no, when the whole church comes together. When Paul's writing a letter about something we can't do. If there's an invisible church, when did we all come together? The local church, you need to have a local church. Your local home church is not in Florida. Well, my real home church, this is if you belong here, this is your home church. This it. This it for you. You don't belong to multiple churches. Well, I like to visit around because I think God's in all of them. Yeah, but you're not supposed to be. Come on. That's well, you know, Jesus turned the water into wine. Well, when you become Jesus, turn the water into wine and you can drink. How's that? That's foolish. So he gives you Christian friends. What happens? There you were, you were in a lost condition, empty, bearing your burdens. All of a sudden, you come to Christ, you think it's all over with. Who would save you? Absolutely nobody. Who would save Jesus. And so you come to Christ, and what happens? You come alone. You're broken. You don't know what else to do. Life is bearing down on you. You feel as though you're going to die. I don't know what else to do. And you got saved because you asked Him to forgive you of your sins. When you walked away from there, were you alone? No, you were not. You walked away with the Holy Spirit of God, whether you understood that or not. It was a gift of God. He gave that to you. When you went away from there, did God leave you alone after that? No, He did not leave you alone after that. Now you have somebody with you. And then He gave you, folks, listen to me. He gave you a Bible. He gave you the Word of God. He gave you a local church. And every one of those people keep telling you, it's not that important. You can serve God anywhere. Come on now. That's like your children saying, one family's good as another. I'm going down the street for a while. Of course, you may be glad about that. I don't know. but So what happened? God gave you Christian friends. And then what happens? Hey, you want to come over for dinner after church tonight? Wow, that was nice. Burden just got a little lighter, didn't it? See, you thought you were in this all by yourself. Somebody invited you. Now, don't do this. Nobody's invited me. Over. I hate whiny people. God gave you Christian friends to share so you won't be alone. And you can't understand, you come to church one or two times, you sit in a corner all by, I just said the corner, if you're in the corner, that you sit in the middle of the church, and hey, talking about the Rodriguez, anyway. Uh, and so, you're facing life by yourself. You're bearing it all by yourself, because you're not putting upon you the yoke that God said, I'm giving this to you. And by the way, when you do this, it's easier And it's lighter. He didn't say it would go away. He said it will be easier. It will be lighter. And one of those things that he gave us in that yoke, he said, I'll be there with you, are people like us. (coughs) Those are called Christians. Not anybody who just calls himself a Christian. But a person who is doing their best to live for Christ. If you're doing that, you're constantly in church. If you're doing that, you witness to other people. If you're doing that, you tithe and give offerings to your local church. So it's not just something we say, it's something that really takes place. So all of a sudden, you go to somebody's house for maybe games, or, or you go out soul winning together, or you go down and get a cup of coffee, or you stand in church and you talk a little while, you say, you know something, I'm glad I was there. What a nice person that person is. Huh. Burden just got a little lighter, didn't it? A real visible you know God is so great that's an understatement But watch this Well, if a man he needs to live by faith because you can't please God without it how wise of God though to say you know something most of them are never really going to walk by faith they need to to please me but I'm going to give them somebody like themselves so they can actually see somebody Amen. I think you need to follow God not man you don't know your Bible right. say that about your kids they have a God in heaven why they need to follow you yeah, that's a good question, right? Yeah, that makes sense. So, what happens here is this there is a real, visible human like yourself, and they're trying to bear burdens too. And so, you get together, and God said, Now nah, you, you have somebody to help you with. You know, the same thing happened in the garden everything after its own kind. Adam had God. Isn't that enough? He had animals, I believe back then, even talked. He had all of this going for him in a perfect setting, and God said, You know something? He needs somebody like himself. You think you're an island? You think you can face this all by yourself? That's what you thought before you got saved. Now you're saved. He didn't take away your burdens. How are you going to handle things now? So, all these things. Thank God for Christian friends. I got it. I got it. Well, I trusted a Christian friend once. Once? All inclusive terms are stupid. I went to a Baptist church once. I'll never go back to any Baptist. She went to a Baptist church once. And you think every Baptist church is like that. I had, I, 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 I liked a one time and boy did he, I'll never serve Christ again. Hold it. I'm never going to serve Christ again because of a human being. Come on. Come on. Come on. I trusted him with my children and they all turned out bad. You walked out on Christ because of what a person did. That's foolish. You don't need friends to discourage and add to your burdens. You do not need that. You don't need it. I mean, really, most of us are enough by ourselves. You do not need friends that discourage you from the yoke that God gave you that says this will help you. But they do that all the time. God gave you, what did He give you? The Word of God. You have the Holy Spirit. He gave that to you. You have the Word of God, but we won't put that on. We have the church, but we won't put that on. We have Christian friends, and some of us, our best friends, are people we work with that don't even know the Lord. Then people in our own church, part of the family of God, that's not supposed to work that way. Amen. So they say things like this. You're not going winning, are you? discouraging you. You're not going to quit fishing on Sundays just to go to church, are you? This is one that I just want to shoot myself over. No, never mind. I'll shoot you. You're not going to quit camping with us just to go to church. Are you going to go there every Sunday morning and Sunday night? You mean you're going to give up Pickleball on Sunday? The very name makes me want to run away from it. That's a manly name, isn't it? Going to play Pickleball? I'll hit it to you, you hit it back to me. And we'll skip Sunday morning church service over Pickleball. Now, I don't know if I'm going to be there, but I'd love to hear what you tell the Lord you skip church for. And I hope you use the name Pickleball. I was in a turn in pickleball and I told him, I just, I gave him my word. No, you gave your life to Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You gave your life to Christ. Amen. Pickleball. These types of friends want you to take off the yoke God offered to you only to bear you. It doesn't seem like it, but that's what will happen. They want you to take off that yoke. The only yoke we can make life lighter and easier for you. Amen. Yeah. Burdens are not going to go away. Make a lot of money, don't make a lot of money. Live in a good part of town, bad part. Everybody has their burdens they have to bear. If you are a born-again Christian, He forgave you of your sins and gave you everlasting life. That's what happened the day you got saved. Many of the burdens that you had when you came, you went back and had to face them again. They're still there. They didn't magically go away. A sinner comes to Christ for salvation. Does he come alone? Yes. He asked Christ to save him, forgive him, be his savior. Does he go back with some burdens? Yes. Does he go back alone? No. If you're saved, you're never going to be alone again. Humanly, that may be true. Spiritually, that is impossible for God said, he'll never leave you never forsake you. So he gets saved. Does he still have some of the same burdens? Yeah. Actually, when you get saved, you may even pick up some. But now... He has who with him? Holy Ghost of God. Do you know sometimes when a couple or two people are together, you ever been with somebody that you really didn't have to talk and yet you felt like you spent good time together? Normally that's two guys, not two women. But anyway, uh, just kidding. (laughs) And when you're done, you say, you know, I like being with them. Well, hardly nothing was said. You know the Holy Ghost of God. We ignore Him and ignore Him and ignore Him. Don't acknowledge Him. Don't listen to Him. And you know, He said, never going to leave you. I'll be right here. You get ready to turn the corner. I'm there with you, buddy. I'm underneath that load with you. We're going to do this all the way till it's time to go home to be with Jesus Christ. You have to understand these kinds of things. Now you have the Holy Ghost. What else did He give you? If you guys don't start picking up your Bible, quit, quit just listening to people. Well, you know what? I've always thought, don't take this wrong. I don't really care what you thought. I want to know what the Bible has to say. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody, well, I'm going to tell you what I've been through. Okay, I'll listen to you, but if it doesn't stack up to the Bible, I'll go like, yeah, hmm, I understand. We all know what that means when a preacher says, I understand, right? Okay. So what happens? God gave you a Bible. Do you know where I get a lot of security and answers for life and how to handle them? Bible. God's yoke for me. I love coming to church. Does it show? Even when I'm scanning people alive, I'm having such a good time. (laughs) You dirty, rotten sinners. Man, I love coming to church. Do Do you understand? When I just walk on this property, when I walk in these buildings... Even if nobody's here, I just feel better. It's It's almost like God patting me on the head going, hey, you did it. Good for you. I just feel better about myself. And then I have Christian friends. Christian friends are very valuable to you, whether you understand that or not. Well, my best friend is at home. Excuse me? How is that possible? The Bible said Jesus came to his own, and his own received him not. How is that possible? Even his own family misunderstood him. He was setting the example or illustrating to us, this isn't going to be easy, but I'll be there with you. We'll go through this together. All I'm asking is for you to take my yoke and learn of me. It'll be easier. It will be lighter for you. These are what God's trying to do. God's word, local church, Christian friends, we all have burdens. All of us do. I look at you sometimes on a Sunday morning. If I squeezed you real hard, you couldn't amen. Amen. Why? why? Why does somebody have to force an amen out of you? That's like forcing a smile on some of you ladies' faces. These goofy commercials. Now, here's, here's the way a cool teenage model looks anymore. Where'd you get that from? That's right, right. Oh, I know. Hollywood and TV. <laughs> that's where you got it from. You come in here and do that, and I don't pay attention to you. Amen. These guys do the same thing. Remember, remember the day when it was cool to have your eyes half shut everywhere you looked? You okay? Yeah, why? Can you see me? Yeah, why, man? I don't get it. I just wanted to punch them. Seriously. In Jesus' name, amen. Then give them a track. Here, you need to get saved do not I d I don't I don't get we, we, we so easily gravitate towards the world and act like them, and then somebody preaches the truth to us, and we think this becomes the enemy and is tying us down when we ought to have liberty and do what we want. Under liberty you can't do what you want. That's what's destroying America right now. Well, I have liberty, I can do what I want. No, you have liberty to do what you should. We all have burdens. So why don't we take God's advice and say, you want that a little easier, a little lighter? Yeah. Take my yoke. Amen. What doesn't make sense? Learn of me. Right. Learn to me. Yeah. I'll tell you what I'll do. We'll move under this thing together. Yeah. The yoke that I have, I already gave you the Holy Spirit. Wow. I gave you the Bible. Gave you my word. Gave you my word. All you got to do is look in it. Boy, it'll bring such, such wonderful things to you. Amen. I'll give you a local church. I'll give you good Christian friends. I'll be under there with you. We can do this. We can do this. But we keep making excuses on why we can't. So you have a choice, Christian. Oh, so far this morning, I wouldn't talk to anybody but Christians. If you're not saved, I'm not talking to you. Because none of this applies. This is a yoke for God's children. Born again people who are saved and can't figure out why they still have burdens. Number one, you keep using that rope or that chain or whatever that the world has given to you. Your education, your, your abilities, your, your, your willpower, your whatever. You might as well hook that chain, that wire, that rope around your neck. It's just going to add to your problems ain't going to help one bit. And this is normally what happens. God gets the leftovers after we figure out the world has lied to us. Yeah, that's right. That's why the Bible said, serve thy creator in the days of thy youth before the able days come. Now all of a sudden you've got some old broken down old guy, health isn't worth a nickel. Minds eat up with booze or drugs or something, pornography, something. He can't even think straight when he's sitting in church and then he wants to give his life to God. Let me tell you something right now, God will take it. But you can't figure out why it still plagues you. Mm -hmm. not going to go away. There are guys ask me all the time, preacher, stuff I did, looked at and thought about, when will it go away? I try my best to encourage him by saying, the day you die. So you keep looking for that magical, oh God, take it magically away. He did that for your sins. But the other one, he said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you a yoke. I'll not just give it to you. I'll pull up underneath of you. I'm not just for you. I'm with you. We'll do this thing together. So guess what the world does? You don't need to go to church all the time. You don't need to read your Bible. You don't need Christian friends. We're your friends here at work. We're your friends here, your relatives. They're not even saved and you claim them as being your best. Who who do you hang around with? That's your best friends. Don't feel sorry for me when I say, I don't really have any friends outside this church. Oh man, that's too bad. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, don't be feeling bad for me. I have more friends than you do. Number two. You can make the right choice. Take Christ's yoke. Learn of him. Learn of him. Let his yoke make your burdens lighter and easier. You want to carry him by yourself? It'll break you. That's why battling will make you better if you do not allow it to make you bitter. Carrying burdens and facing these things by yourself, you will become a very bitter Christian blaming preacher, church, Christ Mm -hmm. on why you can't live for Jesus anymore. This is one preacher that will never believe you because I know what the truth says. It wasn't living for Christ that broke you. You were trying to do it all by yourself. And that can't be done. Jesus doesn't want you doing it by yourself. So what's it say? Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. Read it once again with me. Turn there. Matthew eleven, twenty-eight 28 through 30. Read it now with maybe a little more understanding. Watch what he has to say. Come unto me. All ye so he's not, talking to he's not talking to you getting saved. He's saying you're already carrying a burden. You need to come to me. So what he says. Heavy laden. That's burdened down and I will give you rest. Nothing about taking it away. Now we think rest means taking it away. That's like the Bible said, uh, all things work together for good to those who love the Lord, those who are called according to his purpose. Um, Oh, God will not tempt you above that you are able, but with the temptation also make a way of escape. We stop reading. Because we think the way of escape is him taking it all away. No, the rest of it says that you may be able to bear it. You can take it with me. You can't take it without him. He'll eat your lunch. And then you'll end up blaming him, church, preacher, mom, dad. So sort of all these people are running to the world. Folks, would you please listen to me? Christians are running to the world like that is the Savior. That's what's going to get them out of all of this. No, that's what got you into all the problems. You came the older, had a good cry, maybe you got saved, you feel better, and head right back out to Egypt to serve Pharaoh and Egypt, and you're saved. What are you doing? You know they're going to put you back in slavery. You know they're going to put you back in that hole. You know they're going to take your kids. This is the illustration that Moses and God was telling Pharaoh. You can't stay close to Egypt once you get saved. When the blood is above. Don't look at me like that. Monge. Lady, you're going to stay lonely a long time. You keep looking for a guy out there in the world. Yeah, right. Amen. Yep. Same thing with you whoremongering men. Yep. A whoremonger is a male whore. Yeah. Right. A whore is a female. A whoremonger is a male. Mm-hmm. You can't control yourself. Mm-hmm. There, thus, you are out of control. Yeah. Right. Right. It's a sin, yeah. right. it's wrong. So instead of learning, staying in here and being patient, I have all the respect in the world for some of our ladies in here who waited and waited and waited and waited and waited. And And they looked around and said, nope, no good looking men in this church. And that was true. And then one came up from Florida. (laughs) Abigail went all the way through college and guess what happened? God gave her a guy right here. Jessica did the best she could. Do you understand? Why won't you just pull up underneath Christ and follow Him? Let Him. Your burdens aren't going to go away. But it doesn't have to probably be as tough as it is when you have the Holy Ghost inside. Then you have to ask for Him. He gave you the Bible. You didn't have to ask for that either. You have it. I have like 24 of them in my office. Most of them are worn out, so I had to get another. I bet you still have the same one; still has all the gold on the side. Looks like it's never been touched. Oh, that hurt! Mm. Right? You have a Bible that never been touched. My mom had one of those. Remember that? Where's my sister? Remember that? She had a family Bible that used to always sit right on top of the ashtray. And you, and she said, don't set anything on the Bible. There's nothing magical about this book. It's what you do with what's inside that book. You don't do it, it ain't going to do you a bit of good. You can carry around all you want. Go to sleep at night. Osmosis. Woo. Charismatic thing. Right? My spirit bears witness with your spirit, whether you're a child of God. Ooh, that sounds so spooky. I want it. Don't you? I can just look at him and tell. With a tie. <laughs> she said, Preacher, you, you mocking people. I am. I can't believe what those who call themselves Christians will believe anymore and fall for. It. Look at it. Read it once again. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. Come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. No period. For I am meek and low. He understands. He identifies. He's been there. He's done that. He knows what loneliness is. He knows what meekness is. He knows what burdens are. He knows what being deprived is. He knows. So what's he say? And ye shall find rest. Whew. It's going to be okay, preacher. It's going to be okay. Yeah, but isn't this and the- Yeah. it would be okay. Rest to your souls. For or because? Why? Why? Watch what he says. Because my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Doesn't that make sense now? Because you kept wondering, why am I going through all this? Why doesn't Jesus take this away? in your promise to. He said, I'll, give you, I'll do you one better than that. I'll get underneath the yoke with you. We'll pull this thing together. Be a lot light, lighter. Be a lot easier. But you know what we do? We don't go to church. We don't read our Bible. We don't follow the Holy Ghost of God. Most of us don't have any good Christian friends, and we don't show up to church. You can't figure out why life isn't getting any easier. Not going away. You should be handling some of this stuff by now, but you're doing it all by yourself. I couldn't do that. I can't. Life gets awful, burdened, crowded at times. For me, probably not for you, but for me it does. It gets very, very crowded. What do you do? I never miss church. Amen. Yeah, right. There is, is Felicia here? She is. Felicia, how sweet. Do you ever hear me say, look, I don't even care if you're in the hospital. or You're there too long. You're missing church. That's not good. Preacher, you're saying I'm missing on person. No. So she texts me yesterday and says, uh, Jessa, is still, Jessa Jessica. is still sick. Ready? I'm missing way too much church. I've got to get... She's not even in here. Yeah. She's just at the place where yeah. God told her to be. Yeah. Right. Amen. She's in the nursing room, listening on the TV over there. Yeah. I think, unless she has the c- controller. and Who knows what she's watching? <laughs> <laughs> Probably Joe Holstein. Um, you know, some of you started off this morning going, I don't know if I want to go... Yeah. Ah uh, well let's just see what happened. You just decided to mind God no matter what you had what was going on. And you just laughed. Huh? Who knew you were gonna do that this morning? Well, those of you that are awake you laughed. <laughs> and you said He thinks he's funny, doesn't he? No, I don't think I am. I am. I'm funny. And I'm cute. No, that's when you should have said amen. Abigail, now you say amen. Good night, Abigail. I taught you better than that. Life's tough, isn't it? I'm talking about for Christians. Life can get awful heavy. Life can just weigh you down to here's what you're going to think. Why even try anymore? Well, tell you what you do. Handle it by yourself. See how that works. When God said, I'll tell you what you do. I have a yoke for you. His yoke is not a burden. It makes things easier and lighter. When you step away from his yoke, he didn't leave you. You just handle it all by yourself now. What a shame. Hey, if you're not saved, you need to come to Christ. He not only will save you, after that, if you'll learn of him, he'll also help you bear the things of this life. So, you don't have to do it alone. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for.